Welcome. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, John Tui. This is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. Got her out of space. <laughs> All right, Noel, we're back for another episode. And this time we're back with a fucking batshit, crazy, trippy-ass motherfucking movie from Richard Stanley, starring the batshit, crazy, trippy motherfucker himself, Nicolas Cage. And that is Color of Space, based on the H.P. Lovecraft book, Noel, of all the Lovecraft stuff we've seen, this has to be one of the most visually impressive. What do you think, dude? Oh, my God, yeah. The answer is uh, purple. The color of space was... Uh, <laughs> all all so, shades of it. Maybe a bit magenta, yeah. a bit lilac, a bit violet, yeah. whatever. So I know thanks for being with purple, us. seemingly. <laughs> yeah. And, and at times, light blue, which didn't read, you know, pick a lane. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, the color of his face was purple. And that's the only thing I figured out. It's not fair for me to understand this film by the simple precedent of just having watched it twice. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I mean, you know, like four times. It, 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 it. He says, I like the script. I'll pack a punch. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely Nicolas Cage improvisation. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I get uh, four of those or I walk. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I even noticed that the second watching Hamlet, there was, there was just triangles in every scene. There was always a fucking triangle. <laughs> Triangular, triangle, uh, little uh, thing in the back of the girl's hair at the start mm. and a triangular window in the attic upstairs, just triangles everywhere, you know. Um, mm. Really, really heavy. The precedent of it uh, being this extraterrestrial meteorite and they could just got to have as much fun as they wanted with it because so it was like... Cool. Just said, look, this just uh, this is not on a periodic table. This is not of this world. This might need mm. to be of this dimension. We're just going to do absolutely there. It's crashed. Now we're just going to do anything we want. Time stop being fluid. Physics stop being fluid, and uh, perception stop being fluid. Mm. And they just got to have like a fever dream mm. inside of it. And Nicholas Cage just got to be Nicholas Cage. I, I'm not even sure you knew he was in a horror film. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, because um, the alien the alien life form was literally terraforming the area in which it crash landed. It was fucking beautiful. Like it was like it was changing the perception of reality to the reality that it would how it would perceive. I think understood it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was just so well done. The body horror elements, the visual styling, the the fucking special effects. Sorry, the, not only the special effects, but like the sound effects. The, the physical the, effects yeah like it's just everything about the movie was fucking excellent like, it's the kind of shit that i love in a movie like the way they like every single time there was an awesome visual on the screen they never took away from it with the wrong music backing it up and that's so hard to do and that's what i love about this movie that like the visual impact was always so fucking heightened by the the score and that's one of the big, best things about Color of Space. Like, not only was it visually stunning and it looked like it checks all the boxes in terms of like eye candy and all this shit, but like the fucking score behind it was so fucking otherworldly. And it just really hit those notes constantly in terms of how impactful the scene was supposed to be. And in terms of uh, the visual, um, the way the visual conveys, if that's a word, but like, the, like that's what I love about it is that the way it paired the, the, vis- the visuals and the score. And some of my favorite science, uh, science fiction movies and some of my favorite horror movies are movies that I consider that have done this very well. And I think Color of Space did it really fucking well. Like, you know, yeah. Color of Space was both like absolutely insane, but there was this beautiful synchronicity to it mm. as well. Um, uh, you know, and it's a great film because it doesn't even have a bad guy, you know, and something so high mm. concept that it doesn't. This is just simply caught in the scope, in the wake of something that you couldn't possibly comprehend. Yeah, they're dinosaurs um, now. 
you're dying. Yeah, exactly. And that's just that's just all there is to it. There was no yeah. good guy versus bad guy. And even you know, even as they began to change and stuff, it's just sad. They managed it. It was crazy, but there was still a heaviness mm. to the film as well, especially mm. with what happens to the mother and the boy. And, uh, oh, the boy. God, yeah. Um, oh, God, I just loved it. You just sit there and you just you love when something's taken from its era, something of crafty and yeah. brought to the new era and done well. But it also looked like it could have been done on a stage. It yeah. was so purple. It was so, you know, it, it was so effervescent at times. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was gorgeous, you know, and uh, and it, you, you kind of didn't know whose perspective you were looking at the film from. So it, it did everything in its storytelling and its visual aspects to keep you off balance. Mm. Uh, and even at the end, the final girl, this is the final girl. It's that hydrologist, hyd- hydrologist, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, the hydrologist, yeah. It's a hydrologist, because that makes me think of hydraulics, but it is a hydrologist. Yeah, I think of, I think that's what he's water, he Yeah, like water tables and stuff like that. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, he was but he was the guy, the last guy who was kind of running around back in the house with Nicolas Cage after already shooting him dead, because again, time just stops mattering. Yeah. Um, and uh, she had kind of just accepted or she had been there so long that her perceptions have started to change and she just kind of became one with it, which I, it's open. I mean, it's open to interpretation. That's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's very, I can, how does the film end? Well, that is actually an excellent question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, that fucking scene with Tommy Chong, when your man comes back and finds him later on in the movie, the, the surviving no, no. dude, what, what's this? Can you get, do you have IMDb? But, uh, yeah, but, sure, I'll get it up. Um, but when the guy that survives at the end, um, when he finds Tommy Chong, because remember, he's been talking to him throughout the movie about the water table yeah. and stuff, because he lives out in the woods and he's been camping out there while he's studying the water tables. And yeah. um, when he finds Tommy Chong later on, where he's just, just like, like fucking the energy is flowing through him. And he's Ward got, Phillips, played by Elliot Knight, for the record. Yeah, so Ward Phillips, when, when Ward finds Tommy Chong's character, and um, he's Ezra. Like, uh, Ezra and he's like a fucking ball of energy he's like uh, coursing through him and his fucking voice is playing on a loop on the old recording and yeah like, and his man, body's been mummified his body's been dead for a long time yeah or maybe he has it's just a time pers- again yeah, time exactly. time yeah. stops becoming linear and then, the, yeah. and then all, when time stops being linear absolutely nothing death stops me- meaning anything yeah you know it's just so good it's just so it, it just had so much fun with the fact that it gave itself such an open playbook and you, you don't have to go like oh we have to explain it this way or that way they're like no no don't worry about that everything within a mile of this site is ours to do absolutely anything we want with yeah and like one thing i liked about this movie as well was the, the foreshadowing like that we got to see did we see the, the glimpses of purple and in, in the ice cubes in the water in something's eyes you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I think it was the horse. Um, the horse's eyes kind of shone purple for a split second. Like, it's just a little bits of foreshadowing that everybody here and everything here is slowly become contaminated with this alien life force, and yeah. and it's like it's starting to not only like contort the reality, but it's going to contort them along with it, and it, yeah. or maybe distort, maybe in a better word, but you know that kind of thing that like so it, that's what I love about it is just that it builds and builds and builds and you see these little fucking anomalies appearing everywhere like you know in the wildlife or whatever and see little bits of purple shooting up every now and again and then as the movie grows it's like this explosion of purple and this like explosion of alien life form and the way it starts to control and take over things and then yeah. around that time you see the mother and the son and they have that fucking big energy burst um, from the well because the, the little boy gets trapped in the well or something and traps it, himself it, in the well sort of doesn't he yeah, he does. He go down to check something, or he's going. Yeah, to... the dog. It's his dog, if I remember yeah. correctly. 
He's, and, and, and you and the sister doesn't hear it. So at this point, we're kind of looking at it from her perspective. And he yeah. goes, wait, wait, no, wait, what? Oh, I can hear you. I can hear you. You know, and it's just yeah. obviously, and it's cool because that's good storytelling because you don't always have to be, like when you get to be the viewer, this fly in the wall, you're always seeing it from whatever perspective you need to be seeing it for it to make the most sense to you. Yeah. But this film kind of said, fuck that a lot of times. And it was like, like that's the smell at the very start, like the mayor and the, the, the sheriff shows up and he goes, can you that smell? Yeah. It's like somebody set fire to a dog. And she, and the mayor said, I don't smell anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then, so you're, it's always, it's always like you're outside of it and you're inside of it. So you, the, you, the viewer, oh, I just loved it. Yeah. Cause like the mayor wasn't infected. So like, you know what I mean? Or oh, she got in, she got, yeah, she was in and out in X amount of time and that was fine. Yeah, that was very low contamination, and just to put it the terms, some terms that we could just understand. Let's just say radiation. Yeah, but they were ingesting it. They were like, even they were. Oh, it was in the water. Veg, yeah, and they were growing veg and everything there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Remember yeah. He was seeing the tomatoes when he was spitting them. Yeah, and he loses his shit like pure. In this case, like, <laughs> like I like I, it, this. This is this era with like Maggie and um, uh, Willy Wonderland and this film and uh, Mandy. The, Mandy was a Mandy. Mm. Um, they've just said like, let's just make films around Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, he doesn't like you know he didn't show up to audition for this. <laughs> you know he didn't. You know they read that script and somebody just looked. You know somebody looked at him and said, "You're thinking Nicolas Cage?" He goes, "I'm thinking Nicolas Cage." And that was it. Like, you know, there's just yeah. no way. It yeah, was like, absolutely it, made for him. Yeah, it's. There's no human on earth that was as batshit crazy as the premise of this movie. So, like, you had to bring in the cage. Unleash the cage. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but like, this is it. Like, he's the most overrated, underrated actor of all yeah, time. I love him. Also, the greatest, worst actor of all time, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it was just catered for him. You know, he's, he's kind of like eccentric outbursts. And yeah, of course, it all starts to just be. Comp- make complete sense when everything else stops making sense yeah. like why else would there be only insanity and grief uh, his wife Teresa starts to yeah. kind of succumb to it the most why yeah. was she the first why what what was it she did that kind of sped up her metamorphosis so so dramatically do you know who the mother the mother she uh she was just normal until she the like the the energy force exploded out of the well and fused the boy and her together yeah, that was it, yeah. The yeah. Her and the little boy, yeah. Yeah, they, they got fused together. That's what sped up their kind of the weird mutations. Oh, and her. then and then when she's up in the and, and he's apart, oh god, that was just great body yeah, horror. Yeah, yeah, that's that what I'm saying. That was great like, body horror. So many cool elements of this movie. Like, you know, not only do we have the cool visuals, like you know, the real stunning eye catch and stuff, but something me and you constantly talk about is our shared love of body horror and practical effects. Man, talk a little bit about the fusion between the mother and the son. This is fucked up, like you know. Oh, it's absolutely completely and totally crazy because they're kind of landed into it really, really quickly, as opposed to that, um, you know, uh, slowly turning into a vampire thing that you see that, you know, or first the, the, the thing prequel when your man gets assimilated slowly from the guy on top of him or something. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that she, she, they're suddenly left with this, but they are already starting to lose their grip on reality when they're faced with an absolutely um awful thing that they have to deal with in a practical sense you know they're trying to think like call call 911 and you're thinking what's what the <laughs> fuck <do> you, <laughs> what's 911 going to do like? yeah. and then and the cars not happening oh man i meant to say to you oh god it's like at the 58 minute and 19 seconds like so, oh i i he just goes um 
you they were supposed to be out hours ago and i was like there's no way that, and i went back and i went they were supposed to be done hours ago and who's just that nick cage nick cage it's when the yeah. alpacas are keep being out yeah. even though he's fed them and he's put them away and he's fed them and he's putting them away and they come back and the alpacas are out and he just goes they were supposed to be out hours ago and i was like that's not english that's not anything well, you're not make... supposed to be over at the stage from the alien. maybe so but it was just yeah. so like you know everybody it was just so like like, like nicholas cage doesn't do like you know two, two, two takes. takes yeah yeah exactly the calculon of our era yeah the cage con but uh oh man i absolutely Oh, and, and and the alpaca creature was absolutely phenomenal as well. Oh right. man, pure like the thing. Like oh like, man, the, the, oh hundred percent out of the yeah, like But the dogs, like put a purple filter the over it and you yeah, exactly the dog scene. Yeah. I put a purple filter over it and you got the and and I it's think just... we give Richard Stanley the thing, the new thing movie. I think someone should give him the new thing movie. Like uh, Oh, you're not wrong. A lot of people like see, it, I think a lot of people think he's a dick or something, but let him have the thing movie. I think look at the body horror you can do, the visuals, the score. All the things that make the thing amazing, like all of the little aspects of the thing, they're awesome. The score, the body horror, the suspense horror, the visuals, like all of these things, Color of Space had just in a very different color palette. Whereas the thing was more muted tones, whites, blacks, grays, because it's set in the Antarctic, you know what I mean? Obviously. So, like, you know, so the color palette was completely different, but the fucking elements of the movies are quite similar. Like the body horror, man, the, the fusion between the mother and the son, where he's kind of almost like a tumor growing over back, uh, yeah. not unlike Malignant, but, you know, dumb property. But, um, you know, so like that scene was fucking insane where the sun is literally like if dying. we just spoiled malignant for you, you're welcome. <laughs> James Wan did that for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, so like what 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 was your favorite? Like the what or what was your what was the most disgusting? The alpaca monster in the barn? And I like no, the see fucking... the mother, the mother and the sun one was tormenting. It was tormenting. Mm. Because what would you do when you're faced with it? Like, essentially, you should probably put them out of their misery. But if you didn't stop to think of some way, despite how surreal it is, that you could help, like yeah. that's what you do. You protect this, yeah. and this is your youngest and your wife. Yeah, and it's if you don't have like shit, what can I? And if you're a Mormon, your youngest wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I came at you. Yeah, and we we felt comfortable with that joke because we have a sneaking suspicion that there's not a huge Mormon king. <laughs> but if they are, like you know, like sorry, you know, yeah, yeah, praise be thy Mormony. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, peace and love. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I just loved everything about that. But that was that that was so heavy, and I think because it was getting so loose with everything, yeah, that it needed something real and grief. It needed actual grief in the middle of it, and that yeah. that lended it to it because it was getting very acid. It was getting acidy, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, mm. it was just getting very. Acid. Oh yeah, absolutely. It needed something. It needed something to ground it, and then mm. again, it couldn't ground it in. It need, couldn't ground it in a normal sense, but it it, it was just beautifully done. I, it was just an excellent di- director. I looked up the director there, yeah, and he had a he had sort of an abuse allegation against him and he's, he's filed a counter libel suit. So as yeah. far as I'm concerned, um, the and the court, yeah, give him the thing. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, the, I'm not going to get involved in the court of public opinion. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. um, except when I do, but I don't, when I, if, I'm on, <laughs> if I'm on the record, I don't. Yeah. You know, if like I like it movies. <laughs> yeah. Like when, you know, when I was kind of like, when I'm sitting there eating cheese going, he definitely did it. <laughs> you know, like, like so everybody like, else. So, but, so like every Polanski fan ever. 
Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not going to judge him in the core of a video. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but like uh, the the fucking the scene where he brings the daughter in to try feed her to the fused mother son creature, like that scene's fucked up, man. You know, and that's that's where we got to see the real ambition of the body horror implement in this movie, where the the mother creature kind of uh, approaches her and it's kind of like leaning over and shit. Like you know what I mean? Is, does, is it Nicholas Cage that kills the mother? Is it he blows her head off? Is he, or is it the guy Ward? The cop? Uh, no way! It's Nick. Yeah, it's Nicholas Cage that blows the mother's head off. He comes into the room and he does it after not originally not being able to do it, bringing yeah. himself to do it. Then he locks the daughter in there with him when it's it's all gone like when he's kind of going crazy basically, and then he goes to shoot the um, water table guy. What was his name? I guess his name. If you yeah. And the cop shoots him, mm. but that doesn't matter because he's back in the house like a minute later. <laughs> you know? Oh my god! Like, but nobody got it, like the mother and kid. No yeah. one got it, like the mother and kid because it's like what happened to the llamas, but they would have had the intelligence enough to, yeah, to actually kind of understand how fucking awful what's happening to them actually yeah. is, you know. But man, that fucking scene with the alpacas, I love when uh, movies do that when you find this like this happen upon this fucking monstrosity. Like, you know what I mean? Like the part in the thing where they're like, there's something with the dogs, something with the dogs. And they all just run down here. And then you just start seeing this, like when they open up that pen and see the thing for the first time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, man. You know what I mean? Like, there's And that was it. And and that's one of these like watershed moments for me in horror and you as well. Of course. Um, It was just that. I was like, that's that messes with my mind. Mm. Like, that's not just because like a film that's like every time in any film, a comedy I don't care anything anytime somebody gets into a car and the camera goes into the car and they're yeah. sitting there looking for their phone or something I'm like oh somebody's going to go up and knock on the window very suddenly yeah like you know like it's just our or when you know when it, whenever anybody opens a medicine cabinet don't yeah. open medicine cabinets yeah. don't have medicine cabinets don't have well, so, windows on or mirrors on yeah so. so that like jump scares like something like that they're in everything like that's yeah. not, everyone associates them to hard. They're not. They're in everything. It's to kind of like get you off your seat a little bit. They're certainly in Marvel yeah. and, and DC films, of course. Of course. But, no, but this is horror. This was yeah. horror. Yeah. This was because it was fucking horrifying. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And this they did that so well, but it yeah. didn't. It was coherent and and in a way that was completely incoherent. And and that doesn't make any sense. But if anybody here, and well, I suppose if they're listening to this, has seen the film, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, like looking at the film, it was coherent incoherence. And that's clever. Yeah. You know, if you can pull something like that off, you are a director and you yeah. are a right, good writer. My God, yeah. like there's no denying it. Yeah, it is it's very hard to, to kind of capture that unstable mindset. And like, yeah. and that fucking crazy nature. Like, and I love the big reveals though. Like, you know, like when we got to see the, the mother son fusion thing, when they did the reveal after that, like that was fucking insane. The alpaca monsters, they're, they're really fucking cool. One of my favorite scenes though was kind of one of the quieter moments in the movie was when uh, the dude warden, the sheriff, uh, happened upon, uh, not, not, well, they don't really happen upon him because they go up there, uh, they go looking um, for Nicolas Cage and see what's going on up at the house. And they knock at the door and he's like, oh, come in. Uh, everyone is here. She's like, where's everyone? She's like, oh, they're right here. What are you talking about? And he's like, he's gone into such a state of illu- uh, delusion that he thinks he's sitting there with his entire family. And he's like, thinks he's watching TV and shit. And I think it's like, it's not just static or some shit on the TV. And like, you know, I love that kind of thing where when you go somewhere, like just in the same way, when you have this horrific discovery, and how that can really be a scene setter and how it can really jolt you in capturing your uh, attention in the scene. 
But one thing I love is when you, uh, in a moment in the movie or a show or whatever, that when the characters find this guy and he's acting completely sane to himself, but what you see is complete lunacy or just like crazy, like he's just completely crazed. And I love that scene where you just like, when someone says something, you go, oh shit, something's wrong here. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Like, it's kind of like, you know, Billy, that whole scene with Billy in Predator when he starts, oh. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just that kind of thing where you get that moment of dread that everything's not right. And I thought yeah. that scene was really well done. The one character that seems to be aware that this is all going to get worse. Yeah. You know, and that's what Billy was in Predator. He was like, we, we, we've we only, yeah, we see people's skin hanging from trees, but that this is only starting. Yeah. Yeah, you do. It is. It, that, yeah. that dread that it gives you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I like the way they did that in this where the, the show and how far Nicolas Cage was gone with that scene. Where oh, thinking, completely. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so that's why I love that moment of dread when you have the, the happenstance characters that, that are coming on the scene later on. Like, you know, if they make a dreaded discovery or if they come across a character that's completely gone. And it's kind of like when they pick up the Hitchhiker, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. And you're just like, you start asking these questions. What happened here? What, why does this person think this way? What's going on? And like when you start having like a snowball of questions, like an avalanche almost of questions that like it really puts you off kilter and you have to try and adjust to the environment, you know, find yourself in. And I love that when the stories do that, like, and I thought like, even though it had all these fucking amazing visuals and really gross grotesque body horror and some really cool fucking dramatic moments that like a scene like that really can set the fucking tone that everything's not right here and shit's going down and i fucking thought that was really really cool you know oh yeah absolutely because you have that that's what nicholas cage is great at the high strung character mm. that was always so close to insanity never there but close so that when super insanity kicks in mm. they're able to deal yeah and I used to, like, I mean, not not to make it a, a serious thing, but I'm just trying to know that myself. When I started to suffer with panic attacks and stuff like that, mm. I remember people saying to me, so you're having one right now? And I'd be like, yeah. And they go, like, you don't seem like you are. And I was like, that's because I've had a lot of them. <laughs> you know? Like, I tr- trust me. Like, you know, trust me. Yeah. I'm just, it's just it's that like I've been whole, here. I I'm hate all, here. I'm always yeah, like, I'm always, I'm always anxious. Yeah. Here's the thing you don't know about me, Benny. <laughs> What's that, Noel? And what do I turn in? I'm always anxious. Hey, what do I... I I go big and pink and I just turn <laughs> You're just like a big fluffy Noel. Yeah, you, just, yeah, you can't yeah. even hold your own weight up because like, you're yeah, like... Yeah. 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 And you just like slump down. I'm sad. <laughs> the, the sulk that's it, that's yeah, the, it. Sulk. the sulk yeah I love it the sulk sad <laughs> sulk sad that's it like, and sulk sad <laughs> okay that's a t-shirt that's a t-shirt <laughs> so uh, but um, like what what did you think of one one thing that really kind of annoyed me um because we're kind of gushing all over this movie is i'm so sick of the the scene of the person that's kind of vacant and they're slowly chopping vegetables normally always a carrot oh. and they chop and chop and chop. yeah something that chops see, see a carrot you have to it's yeah. carrot you have to chop yeah you don't slice it it's, it's chop, 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 chop chop yeah and it's the shape of a finger it's got a little bit of crunch and density to it if you were exactly you know like a chicken you carve or a potato you peel but this yeah, yeah of course it's always a fucking carrot and they're oh. chop chop chopping 
Yeah, that's like a, a film that's so original, like and so fucking cool the way like it does the quiet moments and the, the gore and all this fucking shit that oh, we yeah. talk about. I am so fucking fed up with these fucking cutting carrots and chopping your fingers off because you're vacant and you're losing it. That shit really fucking annoys me. I'm that well, really... I'm just throwing out now a pair of rankers, another segment we're doing. We're doing one on tropes. You yes. heard it here first. Yeah. Least favorite tropes. Things yeah. that films just keep fucking happen, ha- having. And yeah. that's definitely something that's coming up in the future here. At, yeah. um, Probably in a couple of weeks. We yeah, want, absolutely. We because it's a good one. one. You're absolutely right. There's something that you see that no matter how good a film it's in, yeah. no matter how good a film it's in, the second I see them going for a fresh start and yeah. there's a sulking teenage girl who's 25, so I can say she's hot, uh, <laughs> is, and she's like, I didn't want to leave my friends. And, you know, there's a younger kid who's a boy who's actually okay with it because he's a sweetheart. Yeah. And then, you know, oh God, every time, it doesn't matter how good the film ends up being, that yeah. puts me in such a sour fucking mood. Yeah. Because it's just one time too many. Yeah. I, exactly. Like about... 20 years ago, it was one time too many, and I've just mm. increasingly hated it ever since. Yeah, that that just annoyed me um, of a movie that's so original to have that fucking... Sh- like, I'm so fucking done with those kind of scenes, but it's a nitpicky fucking thing like, to think to talk about. You know no, that, no, no, that's great. No, but it's nitpicky, but it, mm. you know what? And it is, and it's nitpicky, and it's a... And you know what else it is? It's a pet peeve. Yeah, You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. something that annoyed you that didn't necessarily annoy... Yeah, like and you know, did, I didn't even really think of it much. Yeah. She chops off, and she doesn't get one; she gets two fingers. Yeah, she keeps like, going. She chops, chop, yeah, chop she keeps going. Um, yeah. She's like but, a uh, one-stop shop for everything that goes chop, chop, chop. Oh. <laughs> so no, right? Like we fucking been gushing all over color of space. We both love it. We both love it for all the reasons you talk about, like and rightly so. But before I let you get the fuck out here. Talk to me, motherfucker. What's the last impression that Color Space and obviously Nicholas Cage left on you? <laughs> it is that I, it is where I just realized I don't really have mainstream tastes necessarily. <laughs> you know, as much as I love Marvel and stuff, these are the films I want to see more of. Like, these are the films I end up gushing over. Hmm. Uh, they, 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 they're just the ones that just captivate me. They're the ones where I end up, you know, if you're watching it in the, in the, in the theater, if you're watching it in the cinema, then you shut up and watch it because that's the way. But you know, when you're watching something at home, even a good film, especially if you're watching it with your partner, yeah. the person you're most comfortable with, you end up kind of going, oh, I like this. Oh, did you see that? You know, you talk a little bit. But yeah. I remember just with the first time I watched this, you're just kind of like, you get lost in it for like 20, 30, 40 minutes because it's so enthralling. It's so kind mm. of, it, it's, it's so captivating you know it's like when you can it's like a lava lamp or something do you ever find yourself staring at something like that and you yeah. get lost in it for a second uh, yeah. you know it's, it's it's like it does that to you in, 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 in a story mode yeah. yeah and it's just great and i realized that i love stuff like that yeah. like i absolutely love it i wish and i wish more films were like that and, but the, the reason that they aren't is that when they make them they're often shit it's yeah. very at the end of it you kind of go well well, that that made no sense. Uh, I we, we talk about an absolutely fucking shocking film, and it's not doesn't really fall into this. But I'm going to say it anyway. And it was like Salem or whatever by um, your favorite director, Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem, yeah. And it was trying to have this like, Fire oh, are we back? In, is this the future? Is this the back? Is there, you know, like, well, here's a scene. Oh, is this is this already happened? And I was just like, no, this is absolutely fucking stupid. High concept, terrible execution. Exactly. High concept, terrible execution. And that's why a lot of people would look at scripts and I'm sure if they're like, I'm going to give you this much money and I expect this much money back. I understand mm. it's a business, but you'd look at it and go, no, this is too complicated. Like yeah. this, you need to, you need to trim this back. So yeah. when somebody's able to execute this at that level so yeah. well, I feel like I feel honest to God, I feel like it was tailor-made for me. 
Yeah. That's what I love about films like this. I get lost in them. I end up thinking about them afterwards. Yeah. I end up watching them a whole bunch of times. I I, I do. I, I I just feel like that's, it's, it's like a very mild high. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. What about you, man, before we get out of here? Yeah, man, like anything that uh, comes together so beautifully uh, in terms of the visuals always catches my eye. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and anything that has a really, really, really cool score, really intense score, or a really yeah. trippy score always catches my attention. Something like Sputnik, like, you know. Check, check, and check. Yeah, you know what I mean? When we watched Sputnik, that's another film that I, I felt as well. Like, when you're talking about, you think of like Russian a, film, watch Sputnik. When you talk about when you watch a movie and it feels almost bespoke, like that, it's absolutely tailor fit for you. And oh, Sput- yeah. Sputnik gave me that kind of thing that really paired its cool visuals with its music really well. Not to the same extent or to a, a totally different degree than Color of Space, but I did it to equal effective levels of effectiveness. And for me, Color of Space checks all the boxes for me because. I love Nicolas Cage. I watch him in anything. I don't care. Um, that's just a total side note. But like what Richard Stanley did here, this is the movie that a lot of people thought when the book was uh, came about for a long, long time, that would be unfilmable, that we can be never be able to be transported to the screen. And the way he's transported is absolutely fucking incredible. Like apart from the crazy cheesiness, and you're always going to get that with a Nick Cage movie and, and a bit over the top acting. And sometimes Jolie Richardson's a bit wooden in it. All these things are true. Well, in terms of the total package, the visuals, the score, the special effects, the practical effects, the body horror, the creatures, the creature designs, everything fucking top notch. Cannot recommend it highly enough. Great fucking movie. Yeah. And you know what? But it has to be your taste, doesn't it? Mm. I don't think anyone could come out of it. Well, of course, no, not it's definitely not films for everyone. Yeah. I think if you were told going in, look, this, if you like this and you like this and you like this, and it does appeal to you, like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, Lovecraftian. Yeah, uh, it's a modern telling, and it's uh that relies heavily on visuals to tell a story. All, all three things are just factually true, and uh, that appeals to you. Then, then you sh- really should enjoy this film. I yeah. mean, that is the premise that it operates on, and I think it operates within it in absolute excellent, excellent style. Yeah, that's, no, it. that's all I have to say. Uh, do, you, do you want we get the fuck out of here, dude? Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, like, uh, like of all the movies that I've seen recently, this is definitely one that I've watched more often than most. And like simply because of how visually stunning it is, I think like I'm gonna be watching this movie a fucking shit ton more. <laughs> like here, yeah, it's absolutely, like, it, yeah. it just fucking flows and flies by. But um, yeah, motherfuckers, let's get the fuck out of here. So that was Invasion of Potty Snatchers. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Old John Tui. And that was the color out of space. Purple. Purple uh, was the purple. Purple. It was purple. It was purple, folks. See you next yeah. time. Peace. Say peace note. Oh, peace.
Let's go. 